Welcome to Did Anybody Ask Podcast with Prithvi. I'm your host, Pussy. Um, and so today in the studio, we have For Your Consideration. Uh, say what's up, guys. Uh, uh, hi, um, I'm Ethan. Yo, what's up? I'm Michael. What's up? I'm Steven. Cool. Um, I'll say that uh, it's going to be a little choppy today because sh- there's four of us and we're sharing two mics. Um, but all six of you guys listening out there, I know you guys are loyal fans. Uh, I want like them to get to know you guys as like a band and like who you guys are as individuals and also as kind of like a collective. So Ethan, uh, musical theater major, right, at uh, Indiana University. Um, so as a musical theater major, um, how do you think that um, the U.S. should, do you think we should continue to intervene in like Palestine <laughs> and Israel? Like, do you think that the U.S. should continue to like have a presence? How do you think we should deal with that? Um, we talked a lot Bring about Michael this. In my, closer. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, we talked a lot about this in my tap class, actually. Of course. <laughs> um, just because it's really important. Yeah. Oh, was this? Sorry, I don't um, podcast. Well, well, I don't know what. Um, so, um, no, good. Uh, I'm, I'm going to actually, I'm going to pass one to Steven. Actually, he's studying recording engineering, right? At no, don't Paul. worry. I've got, a, I've got a question for Steven. Yeah. So, um, I really well said. So, Michael, <laughs> um, so you, you you're at DePaul, right? And you used to go to Miami. Um, so, as someone who's gone to two schools and like kind of had like a transfer, um, how do you think that the U.S. is responding to like the the virus as lo- as well as like the riots and the uprising that's happening in the world? How do you think that uh, we're dealing with that? You know, I'm glad you asked that because it's something I've been. It's actually the reason we came on here today is to spread a message. Um, listen, I think first and foremost, you know what? Actually, now I'm thinking about it. There's not a joke I can make here that's not gonna <laughs> like end horribly to like be like, "Wow, nice one, dude." So, um, thank you. But uh, I'm gonna pass that off to Stephen as well. Yeah, you actually kind of killed it. That was a really good answer. Um, okay, so Stephen, as a member of the, you you play ultimate frisbee at DePaul. Oh yeah, sorry. I do. The ultimate frisbee at DePaul. So um, I guess my question for you is, going into your senior year, how do you think your leadership's going to change as far as the frisbee team goes? Hey, hey, that's actually a good question. I have an answer. Yeah. How do you think? How do you think your How do you think your role on the frisbee team is going to (laughs) change? So I should be captaining the frisbee team next year. Wow. Hey, congratulations, man. Thanks, man. That's awesome. Yeah. um, So I mean, it's going to change because of COVID, obviously, but we're doing our best. So. Awesome. That was a really good answer. That was, re- that was really well said. I would just like to say I feel like this is um kind of biased. I think you were you I think your questions were very um you threw really hard hardball questions to us, not really about music or anything that we oh you know do. I guess I didn't think Whereas about it like that. You didn't think yeah. Well actually it was actually just because I expect a little more out of you oh. two. But I mean you clearly you clearly did deliver. <laughs> I don't know who you're insulting anymore. That's that's good. I like that. Um so my, like, I guess the feel of my podcast is I don't want anyone to feel comfortable, right? So, <laughs> so so can you? What about your answers Morgan. to those questions? My answers to those questions? Yeah. I'm not the one on fucking trial here. So. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, during quarantine, uh, you guys have been kind of cooking some stuff up. Uh, uh, what's that process kind of been like for you? Like working despite not having any other work to do. Um, I mean, I obviously having like the time to do things has been really really nice. Like, I know we tried to do this like last summer when I mean I was. I was still at college, like, doing some stuff, and we were just separated, so it was, like, obviously more difficult to, just to, like, the, the like, the, being forced to not do anything, I think that was more productive, I guess, in that regard. Yeah, I especially, I remember, like, when quarantine was first happening, and we didn't think this was, like, a serious thing yet, you know, stuff was just kind of closing down, Ethan, like, came home, 
and we were like, oh, let's just get in the studio since we're all home. And like, we figured it was going to be like a week, you know, mm-hmm. and then we'll just make a song. And then all of a sudden a week turned into like five months yeah. and now we have an album coming out. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm here with For Your Consideration. Uh, they dropped a single earlier this week. What's that single called? Pretty Face, Pretty Heart. Uh, and then they've got another single coming out uh, tomorrow. What's that single called? Miso. And then they've got their album coming out at the end of the month on the 31st. And what's that called? Um, thank you for telling me. I'm sorry. I am so excited, and I'm so happy that you guys are here. Thank you for having us. All right, cool. So um, you guys were... Originally, when you guys first came out with your first um, EP, Rose Colored Glasses, right? Uh, you guys were known as AI. Mm-hmm. What did what did AI stand for? Um, so I mean, it, it obviously stands for like artificial intelligence, and but also it's Japanese for love, so it was like a kind of cool yeah dichotomy. I think um, for us, it was like the like back and forth between like the robotic nature of like AI and then like love is being like such this like non like tangible thing and mm-hmm. all of that. And so and and yeah, so I think as we were coming into like making new, starting to make new music, we were thinking, okay, so when people Google AI, like what comes up? And um, I think for like the next like probably like 150 years, it will not be anything about music. I think it's right. gonna be um, oh, okay, you know. So um, part of it was um, catering to like that digital aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, but then all yeah, it just wasn't easily like marketable too i mean sure. that's like obviously like a boring mm-hmm. answer but i think that was a big part of it yeah yeah it's, it's a practical answer and so switching to fyc for your consideration uh where like how'd you guys come up with that and where, where did that inspiration come from well i think that uh for us we we had like a whiteboard in the room where we like make the music which is just steven's fucking bedroom um and we just had a whiteboard that we bought on the wall and we were just writing down a bunch of like possible names and so it was, we were just waiting for something like feel right because you know when we heard AI it was it was close to the music being released we were just kind of like looking for something and then I think Steven said we were going to the movie and he was like yo I was thinking what about AI we're like yo low key so we just kind of <laughs> sent it um, but for this one we, there was a little more just like of like waiting and making sure if we looked at it one day like the next day we were still looking at it the same way and for your consideration like it just flowed you know and then it shortened to FYC which is just easier for people to say think about type it makes like. And there wasn't really any four-year consideration on Spotify or anything and all of that. And it just kind of related back to, like, within the music industry, like, four-year consideration obviously has, like, a different meaning. But no one had ever used it as, like, a name before. So that's just something that we, like, wanted to use. And there's something, like, that's, like, kind of, like, cocky about it, which I think, which is something, like, we said, which I think Yeah, there's there's definitely some, like, nice, like, energy behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So if you guys wanted to, like, change your name again, I had some some ideas for you guys. Okay. So this is sticking with the acronym FYC. So for your consummation. Um, uh, um, okay. Um, thoughts? Like we could put a pin in that, like for sure. Okay. Like we can come back to it. Obviously. It, it... Yeah, I mean, I've got a, I've got a good amount right here. Well, you know, actually, FYC. We're thinking one day if this, you know, takes off and works, could be like FYC Entertainment, and it'd be like a whole branch of whatever. Okay. So for your consummation, could be like a branch of that. Okay. Relating, yeah. you know. You yeah, sure. That? So like we could like that could be like your like IP. I mean, yeah. I mean, if I, <laughs> if I get royalties in the process, I'm very happy. Uh, there's also fuck your couch. <laughs> so. Fuck your couch. That, that feels. <laughs> that feels porn. Okay. 
So um, I like that. There's finger your coochie. Now there's something there. The, right? Well, I don't. I do, you could really take this band in like a new direction with a <laughs> name like that. No, I think like when the mics turn off, like we might have to discuss. Yeah. <laughs> and this is this is the last one that's like with the FYC. Um, it's my personal favorite. It's just fart yell come. <laughs> uh, that's if we. I think if we ever do like punk or like underground or something. I yeah. Think I'm thinking like pillows, like eat, pray, love, fart, fart, yell, come. Fart, yell, come. I might feel be... like it's something that your fans could get behind too. Right. Like, like, yeah, like fart, or like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. Okay, nice. and then so these ones are uh, not FYC related, but mm-hmm. I th- I thought they're just some good band names. I'm watching Taint Dry. Cause it's like it's provocative, you know. It's like it's like why is the taint wet in the first place, you know? I mean, yeah. I mean, that it feels very. I mean, it feels very relevant to now with like yeah. everything going on, like 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 sociopolitically, you know. Yeah. Like I feel like that fe- that feels like something that could be. And it's, it's like a good juxtaposition because watching taint dry is obviously like boring, but watching taint dry is exciting. It's new, so keep in mind. Um, the next one's Lord, but there's no e at the end. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> no, it's completely different. And it, it's also it's also spelled correctly. So there's that on your side. Well, I always thought that you was like a was like a New Zealand. She's from New Zealand. I always thought that was like an accent thing, like Lord, you know. Oh, it sounds kind of like Lord. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, this one is kind of cool. It's just called Prithvi. I hate that. Yeah? I deeply hate that. Nah, that one was a joke. So, I also hated it. Um, <laughs> like, I think anything named Prithvi, I mean, like, what is just a silly name. Like, yeah, like really, truly. Prithvi Raj, though. Kind of cool. That's kind of, it's kind of hot. I'm yeah, not going to lie. Kind of fresh. Um, and then this is the last one. Uh, After Innocence. Kind of cool. I guess you could shorten that one, too, if you wanted. After Innocence. Uh, to, like, to, like you, you could make, like, a... A little abbreviation out of it, which could be cool. <laughs> I forget sometimes that, like, on podcasts, you can't see the reaction. Yeah. But I just want to state that, like, all of us just kind of simultaneously look down. So just kind of <laughs> <laughs> thinking about shit. So, uh, yeah. If you guys... if we could get that list, if you could email that to us. Yeah. Um, and then we can, like, you know, talk about, like, numbers for you. Yeah. And, and if you guys yeah. want to, like, CC me on, like, all your emails about it, too. Cool. Um, <laughs> what? I mean, I'm really sure. just trying to get rich quick. And <laughs> if I can get in on the ground floor and like just get royalties off of this stuff, easy. Because well, obviously I'm going to get a percent of merch. I'm going to get a percent of streams. Um. Okay. Well. Um. What does your like business model look like? Like, is there like get specific fucking, shape? Like, oh, the, like a, yeah. It's like uh, it's like, like a trapezoid, but like the top half of a trapezoid that you can't see. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that makes sense. So like, if I'm understanding you correctly, right? Like, it's like half a square. Like you would you you're recruiting us to uh-huh. like get this merch, and then we would recruit other people. Each of us would recruit three people. Exactly. And then they would all recruit three people. Yeah. And then we all just and then they put money into us, and then that our money goes back into them, and then it just kind of. Yeah, and it's people essentially investing in their future. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's being your own boss, and it's working from home, and it's taking control of your life. Right. It's financial <laughs> freedom for today. Yeah. It's 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 saying fuck you to the rat race. All right. It's saying, take control of your life and work work for what you want. 
so you should sell these hair products. Yeah. <laughs> hey, boss girl. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You know we're doing the interview now. Okay. Okay. So we're taking over. Um, so Is this like an interview to like be in the <laughs> band? Okay. How on, much money on, do on. you make? Hold on. Let me get good. Yeah, I'm good. Let's do this. I say okay. Um, my best quality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Um, maybe that I can, I have a 40 inch vert. That's pretty good. Right. Okay. I mean, it's okay. My worst quality. Yeah. What are you like weaknesses? Probably too clean. What? I keep my workspace very organized. Maybe a little too organized. What does that mean? How can you be too organized? It's like hard to find stuff because it's like so well mm. organized. Like, oh, is it in this binder? No, it's in this binder. Oh, so it takes me a minute to sense. find stuff. Yeah, no, for sure. Okay. I'm also pretty absent-minded. And uh, are, are you a good listener, good learner? So good. <laughs> cool. Um, like, I've, I honestly have, like, over 12 years of learning. Do you have any, like, experience. like songs you'd like to pitch as, like, your introduction? Like, Is song? that what you guys are all about? Songs? Is that, like, a deal breaker? <laughs> well, it's not, like, a deal like breaker, but it just like, it? If you, like, if you have it. Yeah, like you, I mean, you, I got like songs. You just, do you want to, like, five fingers of death for us right now? I mean, if you guys need... Um, I don't know. This is... All, fuck! Yeah! Prithvi here on the pod. What the fuck so are we doing? Good, right? The fuck are we doing? I'm gonna just... That was pretty good. That was actually pretty good. Thanks. Um, listen, um, um... I feel pretty good about this, personally. <laughs> this is one of this is one def- definitely one of my better interviews. Better back. This is just tough. I'm sorry. It's just it's tough. I'm saying like here's the thing. Like performing a conversation is difficult sometimes. Yeah. I'll be real. Well, I think it's hard because that. I think it's hard because well, like one of us will want to say something and then we like gotta wait for the talking stick, you know. And I'm so like for sure. And so like, I don't I don't know. I just man. think I'm socially inept. Yeah, I I will say like with with like quarantine and everything, like I was already. I remember at, at the New Year's show, I was talking to you about like how like I just been getting less social lately, and you, I was talking, I was pointing at Prithvi, yeah. getting less social, <laughs> getting less social lately, and and then like immediately after that, just quarantine hit where everyone's just alone for months, and I don't think it's helped. I'll be honest, I really don't think it's helped. It's gotten exponentially worse. For yeah, me, I'm already like. So, yeah, I forgot how to talk to people. Yeah, yeah. Like so, I this past semester I was at UIC, and I I didn't talk to anybody for like the three months that I was there, and then quarantine hit, and I was like, well, I'm already pretty good at this not talking (laughs) shit. Um, but you like talk for a living, like you do comedy for like a living, and you know. Yeah, but that's but that's like a one-sided conversation. Like I'm the only one that has to talk. That's what I was about to say. Like once I, I maybe it's same for comedy, but I know with like music, like once I start like being like, well, I'm just gonna like put what I think into a song. Yeah. Then I just like don't have the need to like text people like, hey, will you hear me out? Mm-hmm. Because like I'm just like I, it's good. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm just, so then so then it makes it harder when I like when I'm with people and they're like, well, what have you been up to? I'm like, I don't. Because to me, I've already said it like a million times. Right. You know. Okay. So, um, something that I found interesting because like, I th- I think that when you're writing a joke or like even writing a sketch or something like that, the message that you're trying to get across is so much easier. It's so much more succinct, and you can just say it. Um, 
and it, I feel like there's not less thought, but it definitely less time goes into it. But when you're making a song, you're kind of stretching that message into like a larger theme. So how do you think that's impacted your ability to like get what you're trying to say across? And like, uh, how, how do you think it's different than every, anything else that you try to make a message through? I can take it first while the other guys think, just because I have an answer right away. Um, I, one thing we've really been working on with this new project, because after, I think one of the things that we felt with our like first album was that like a lot of the songs were like, it was like verses, and then like maybe like one chorus in the middle, and then the song would end. And so it was just like that idea, and that was it. Whereas with this project, we're trying to focus more on like, we wanted to focus more on like choruses, mm -hmm. and like uh, being able to fit the message of the song in like a hook or something in a way that would like allow people to kind of like get it if they just heard that. And then if they heard the verse or whatever and listened to it, then maybe it adds another meaning or a double meaning, but the core of it was all able to be found there. And so I think like when it comes to writing music and like getting that idea across, for us anyway, or at least what we were focusing on, was figuring out ways to like summarize almost in, within those choruses to then like the spark notes is the chorus and the book is the verses. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and if you're talking about like lyrics, I think a lot of the time it's easier to write something if you make it super vague. Because uh, I, I think if you're like singing something and you're saying exactly what you want to say, sometimes it just comes off as corny as fuck. So if you're kind of being like vague and using a bunch of metaphors and stuff, it it makes it easier, but it also like heightens the impact. So I think we try mm -hmm. to do that more with a lot of our stuff on this album. Not to, yeah, not to say it's not important to, like, find specificity or whatever in, like, I don't know, like, saying, like, <laughs> saying, like, something vague or, like, whatever in, in, in a chorus to, like, get the main idea across or whatever, mm -hmm. but, but I mean, I think it's, like, the, I think it's, like, a very similar thing, I guess, in terms of format, like you were saying, like, you can, like, with jokes or sketches or whatever, you get the idea across in, like, a succinct way, and I, but I, but I still think, like, in, in, in what, you, I mean, I want to speak for you, but in, it seems like in what you do and also, like, in music, it's still, like, looking at anything from every like angle from like a, perspective it's, right it's all exactly. it's all about finding those different perspectives exactly i feel like also a lot on this album we talk about similar things in different ways i i think like or at least for me when i was writing i would be writing about like specific things in my life from different perspectives depending on like the tone of the song yeah and whatever so i feel like you yeah i don't know i guess that's my spark note cool version. so speaking of like spark notes and versions of like that <laughs> so the the new single you guys just dropped Pretty face, pretty heart. Fucking love it. Great song. Yes, sir. Thank you. Um, so kind of where did that song originate from? Where, where was like the genesis of the ideas for it? Um, well, I would. So there's this app called TikTok, which I'll admit I go okay. on occasionally. What is TikTok? It's an app for children. All right, fine. Okay, yeah, I was gonna. My next question was gonna be like, so what's like the demographic? Like, well, no, but like I will say, I did, quick in defense of TikTok, I I do. This sounds really awful. I never see children on my like for you page. Like okay. it's all people like my age because it like yeah. adapts to like the posts you like and view and share whatever. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I saw this TikTok, which is the sample you hear at the beginning of "Just because she has a pretty face does not mean." I saw yeah. that like months ago. Okay. And I'm like, this would be heat at the beginning of a song. Yeah. And so I like downloaded it. I sent it over to Ethan and Steven. I was like, we need to fucking make a song off of this. And then I I found the dude on Instagram and like messaged him like, hey, is it cool if we use this in a song? Oh, nice. And he was like, yeah, man, sure. Like, whatever. I forgot I fucking made that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, excellent. Perfect. Let's run it. Um, And then from there, like Steven just started making the beat. And then off of that, like, I, I don't know how Ethan writes, but the way I write is once, like, we'll have an idea usually, give it to Steven and then we'll be in the studio with like, as he's like mainly producing it. And then if you have, have an idea like, oh, what if 
the chords went here? What if this happened? What if that happened? Add this instrument in. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'll just take the beat. He'll send it to us. I'll take it. And then I just kind of like, I'll freestyle over it a bunch of times to get like a flow. Yeah. And then I try to figure out, okay, what now content am I going to write about? Cool. And that's kind of how I write. But So you, you guys do write separately? Usually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, for sure. Like there are some songs like I think the second, the second, yeah, that, yeah the second track on the album, um, we uh, came up with like a lot of that in the studio, like in the moment. It was one of the first songs I think we made for this mm -hmm. project or yeah, the, at the beginning of quarantine, it's like one of the first songs we made. Um, and a lot of that did come like in, like in the studio hearing the beats was just like, unlike anything like Steven, we, I've ever heard Steven make it. It was just, and I don't know. I think we all just felt equally inspired by that. But what I, what I will do to write, like, typically is I'll try to figure out, I'll try to, like, emulate certain people in some ways while, like, bring my own, like, yeah. thing to it. So, like, I'll listen to other songs. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll, I'll be like, what does this beat remind me of? Oh, it reminds me of, like, whatever the fuck. And I'll listen to that. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. and, and try to emulate some of, like, what other people do. Um, but, yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, so is this a completely quarantine-made album? Or is there stuff from before? No. I think, um... Oh, most of it is the majority of it is, but there's probably like maybe three songs, right? Because like the last one, Miso, and yeah, the song dropping tonight we worked on last summer. Yeah, I should um, say this is we're recording this on a Thursday. Oh yeah, and then we, they've got a single coming out on Friday. You, what's the single called? Yeah, it's called Miso. Miso. Uh, yeah, check it out. Um, it should be on all platforms at midnight. So yeah. Wow, this is exciting. I know it's exclusive. <laughs> it's exclusive for you. Wow. Um, <laughs> and uh, listeners of the Did Anybody Ask podcast with Prithvi get an exclusive hearing if you if you if you go onto the app at 12 tonight you will be able to hear it because true. you listen to this podcast true no true um but yeah so that song uh we made last summer cool and there's two other songs on there i think two maybe only one actually now that i'm thinking about it because no need and what else would it even be oh chicago soul so there's three cool. songs on the album that we made, but it's there's 11 songs on the album total. So a lot of wow. them are quarantine. This is super exciting. This yeah. is super exciting. Yeah. Um, okay, let's take a break. We'll be right back from the from the break. All right, so we're back with For Your Consideration. Um, thanks for being here, guys. Thanks again. Um, so your creative process, um, what does that look like when all three of you guys are in the room together? Um, what, is, what is it like to be a fly on the wall? So we kind of have two processes right now. Um, number one is they write lyrics, and then they give them to me, and then I make the beat off of what they wrote. Uh, so so w when they send you those lyrics, is it like, they're sending you like they're uh, like a note or is it like you guys sending voice recordings? It's like a note, um, not voice recordings. Cause they usually write it in the studio, mm -hmm. like while I'm there and then, Oh, so like you can hear like their inflection and all that. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Um, and we, so we started sampling more with this album. Um, so most of the songs with samples, can you I, bring my closer? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My bad. Um, You're good. yeah. So we would make the beat first for those. Um, so I started sampling like, old Japanese city pop um, and stuff like that. That's cool. Yeah, um, which is kind of weird because I, I don't think I've ever heard anyone sample that. Um, mm -hmm. So it was kind of like tough. But is that like something that you are interested in independently of producing? Yeah, I listen to a lot of Japanese music. So yeah. uh, that's kind of always been something I've wanted to do. Um, so it was tough to work with, but Pretty Face, Pretty Heart has one of those samples on it. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. So. 
And then what's that like second process? Oh, the second process is like is you, you take the samples. And then they would just write the lyrics off cool, of that because cool, cool. we already had like a structure. And like one thing that I think is really cool, or at least that I appreciate about like Steven's production, is that like, like who the fuck samples like Japanese city pop? You know right. what I mean? Right. Especially in like modern rap music. And that's why that's why I think like the process works. Mm-hmm. Is because like if Ethan and I like write a write a fucking lyric and give it to him. He'll be like, okay, this sounds like he'll he'll like be like, this sounds like this other song. He always says this, like this sounds like this other song to me. And okay. He'll go and listen to the other song. Be like, okay, what did they do here that like made it cool? Okay, and then he'll produce off yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. Or if he has like a sample that he takes, he'll sample it, and then he'll be like, I was envisioning this mm-hmm. when I was writing it. So then that helps informs like me and Ethan when we're writing our verses, like the content or like the kind of flow or the like kind something of, like, to work off of. Exactly. It. Okay, that's cool. exactly exactly. Um, so you you guys have recently made some like big person like real world moves um, as far as like a lawyer goes and um, some some of the other people that you're working with. Um, so like what what does that feel like to like move out of like a traditional just like in your bedroom setting and like have people that actually do stuff outside of you? I mean, um, so we recorded at oh my god, what was the name? Classic Studios. We recorded at Classic Studios in Chicago, which was um. Which was really cool. I think, okay, I mean, we, not all the takes, I guess, were maybe, like, we, I felt like, I, for me personally, I'm not going to speak for them, but I never, I'm not saying I always felt like, oh, my performance there was, like, always the best, because, I mean, it was this new place, and I think we were, I, at least I was, like, really sure, nervous. Sure, you like, and, feel super comfortable. Right, and there was, like, this recording engineer that, like, we didn't, um, that I've never <laughs> met before, fucking. Yeah. Yeah, so it was, just, it was also, like, um. The, the fact that, um, so you walk in, we walked in, there were like all these other like albums that we really like, like No Name's Telephone was recorded there, oh, wow. like, Ch- like Chance the Rapper recorded, whatever. Um, so it's like an intimidating area to walk in, yeah, just to be like, oh wow, like, are we making this? Is that what we're making? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you know, um, so yeah, but I mean, it was, but it was also like really cool to like have this, have, have an experience with someone who's actually in the industry doing it with, for sure people and i think it gave it gave me at least some perspective yeah i mean like ethan said when you walk in you see like they have like fucking like you know like double platinum fucking gold like yeah. whatever like certified plaques just on the wall like as you're walking in lining this fucking wall uh-huh. it's like it's nerve-wracking and especially yeah. then you go in the studio and you sit down it's like were they like did they record it here like were they just chilling in here like what what are we doing yeah so it's super surreal to like think about that even though it's not like you know it's not like we're like on a fucking big level or anything yeah but like even just being able to go to those places and work with those people and even like like you were saying, like hiring a lawyer, you mm-hmm. know, who works with like other people in the industry. Sure. It it gives it gives I think for at least for me and I think for the three of us, it gives us like validation like what we're doing is like at least some on some level decent or has potential. Yeah. And it gives and I think it gives a little bit of uh credibility to our work when other people can like when see other that. people can justify being like, right. Okay, I'm gonna take my time and spend it with you guys. Exactly. I also think that doing those things, like reaching out to like a music lawyer to like sa- clear the samples or working at these, I mean, I'm sure there are musicians bigger than I'm sure there are musicians bigger bigger than us listening to this podcast, of course. But I'm sure they're listening to us being like, oh, like that's fucking like who cares? It's not like none of that's like a big deal. But um, I guess it made me realize how um accessible everything like the yeah. music industry is. Like if you have like a product and you are working hard on whatever you're making. Mm-hmm. I mean, what we just emailed these people. We were like, can we like come here and record? And I mean, they, it's like, yeah. it's reassuring to like find someone that's because usually like when I post stuff or like when we post stuff, it's people that we know that listen to it. And to find someone outside of like this bubble that has a connection, it's it's really reassuring. Especially mm-hmm. like I I imagine it's really reassuring. Um, so did you guys 
it was Classic Records, right? Yeah. Did is the lawyer who connected you to Classic Records? How did you find Classic Records? No, we just I think it was Stephen who. Yeah. So I, we wanted to go to a studio to record vocals, and I was just like researching studios in Chicago, mm-hmm. um, and we wanted to find one that kind of specialized in rap music, and also had a bunch of artists that we liked. So yeah, you know, they'd work with like Chance, No Name, Saba, like uh-huh. all of these great Chicago. Wow, that's artists. crazy. It's, yeah, it's fucking. It's, it's wild. crazy. It's wild. Um. So yeah, we just looked them up and then emailed them and wow. And and they were just like, yeah, come, like come through. Yeah, we. I mean, so, it cost money, of course. Yeah, of course, <laughs> well, of course. There was a there was an engineer we wanted to work with and we like asked to work with him and they were like, nah, you you can't. Work with them. <laughs> it, was, it, it was the fucking engineer who has like the Grammy for engineering on Acid Rap or whatever. Oh. And we're like, yo, okay. could we get him? And they're like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, no. But um, but the guy we did work with. I did work with this amazing. His name was um, Lon Ray. Yeah. Um. Sorry. I. Sorry. His name was Lon Ray. And um. Yeah. It was really. It was really cool to just work with him because I feel like he. He came off as very knowledgeable about what he was doing. Yeah. And the um. No. The music lawyer didn't really like connect us through. He um. We found him through. We were just because we knew we needed to clear samples for this yeah. album, and so we just looked up like Billboard music lawyers, and there happened to be like one in Chicago who also mm-hmm. went to DePaul. So oh, we just, wow. yeah, and we looked into, like, his work and, like, who he had worked with before, and we were like, well, this guy obviously knows what he's fucking doing. Yeah. Um. So we, again, we shot him an email, and then we had to, like, we sent him some of our music, and then he came back, he's like, yeah, I'll work with you guys. Cool. So I was like, yeah, super reassuring, That's too. That's really nice. Um. So outside of, like, your lawyer and, like, people that you work with, yeah. Um. I experience this a lot when I'm creating anything. Like, do you feel nervous knowing that other people are, like, listening and other people are going to form their own ideas about something that you value do you want and, me to like, take, you put time into it. Do you want me to take this first or do one of you guys want to? Okay. I think, I mean, I think for me, yeah, for sure. I mean, when, when, you, when you're doing anything that, like, you put time and effort into mm-hmm. and you put it out there, it's almost like uh, when authors are talking about their books, they always say, oh, that's my baby. I don't know if that's, like, a... Yeah. It's not quite like that, but it's definitely, like, it's, it's like a spawn of you in your mind, even if it's a conglomeration of, of mm-hmm. different people's ideas. And so... I think, of course, you want that. I think everyone in, in some way, shape, or form wants that kind of, like, affirmation. You know, and wants people to like what they like and, like, give them that, like, hey, this was good. Um, but I also think that when it comes to... One thing I've been focusing on a lot when it comes to, like, writing or how I'm going to do a verse or something is just being, like, if I think it's cool, yeah. then I think it's dope. Yeah. And, like, if, if other people don't like it, then it's, like, I want them to. Obviously, I'm not going to be like, no, fuck you, man. No, like, I want yeah. you to like it. Yeah. But, it, but if... if at the end of the day, like if I think it's dope and I like the song or I like mm-hmm. the message, then I'm cool with it. There's a certain level of not giving a fuck that really helps in a creative process. Like as long as you, as long as like you think it's like funny or if you think it's good and you you like to listen to it, then I always tell myself like, okay, then I'm sure at least someone else will, yeah. will see at least the intention and enjoy what I'm doing. Is that like how you write? Cause I'm just curious about you. Like if you're writing like a, a sketch or like a joke, do you ever worry yeah. like, Oh fuck, is someone going to like think this is dumb or yeah, no. Well, I, I never doubt that people are going to think it's dumb. I'm sure everyone's going <laughs> to think that like some of it is dumb, but if I at least think it's funny and it like makes me laugh then I'll be like, then I'll be like, okay. Like if I'm, if I'm telling it live, there's something I can do to make them laugh. Yeah. If, if, if I found it funny, um, but sometimes it's also like I'm overthinking way too much. Like uh, if I'm if I'm writing a joke or if I'm writing a sketch, I'm like, oh, like I it's it's all about the perspective. Like I'm trying to give 
access this lens and this character through someone else's perspective. And if I overthink that, then it turns into a not real person. Yeah. It turns into something that I don't even know what I'm writing. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's the sweet spot in between not giving a fuck and overthinking. I completely agree with that. I think I think that's something we've kind of starting to discover. I think it's a journey for everyone, especially when they're yeah. starting. But um, we've we've talked a lot about like, are we overthinking this? Are we like, are we like, are we like not giving enough credit to people? Are they going to understand what we're trying to say? Are they yeah. not going to? Are we saying this in a corny way? Is this corny or whatever the fuck? Um, but I think at the end of the day, and a lot of the songs, I think throughout the album, and then. I it, hopefully like on our next project we can just keep getting better and better at like finding that like sweet spot yeah. of like not giving a fuck and giving a fuck. Cool. All right, so you guys also have a music video coming out too, right? Yes, yeah, we're working so, on it right so now. So what song is that for? It's for Pretty Face, Pretty Heart, the song that's cool. dropped a couple yeah. weeks ago or last week. Yeah. Um, so what's it like going to that side of production as far as like being an artist goes? Like, did you guys like write a music video? I mean, we had like a concept for it, but also, I mean, we I think we all kind of have a lack of um, experience in like film or production or whatever. So, um I mean, so I mean, a lot of it was we had like all these ideas, and then when we talked to um, our friend Armand Anderson, who's who's helping us out, helping us make it. Um, he like let us know what was possible with like his resources and like, yeah. and and with like our budget and whatever. So I mean, there was it was a lot of like compromising, I think, and not not compromising like vi- vision, but just compromising. Okay, well maybe that's not completely like like doable, plausible, in, right? In whatever. So um, so th- I mean that was. So, um, so yeah, that was definitely part of it. Um, but I mean, it was also cool to, I think, cause I think when we, when we're making music, I think we, we all are very like visual, like thinkers and whatever yeah. when we think about music. Um, and, and, and I, again, I don't want to speak for them, but whenever I'm listening to a song, um, I'm always like, okay, what's going, what, like, what's the, what does the story of the song like look like? And right. It's, it, it seems like another layer of storytelling. Precisely. That and and I hope to. it's adding to the song rather than just being like an accessory that will, for market yeah. it's it's like a part of the project and i think it's yeah so um so i mean that's been really that's been really cool i hope we can do more of that in the future after we get this one yeah i mean i think that uh when it comes to, like the music we decided it is just very different because when we just come in the studio we can just work on it and be done yeah. but this we have to worry about like other people's schedules and then especially uh-huh. with like like covid safety and like yeah. how many people can be on set and like there's a people, lot you like, can control exactly and then even locations like what's open where, yeah. where can we go what can we do yeah so it, it, it becomes more of a production, which, mm-hmm. I mean, it should be, but in less of like, okay, we can just go in, we all can control our own environments, and then just go in the studio, work on music, and then leave, and yeah. yeah. On your latest single, Pretty Face, Pretty Heart, you guys had a pretty dope cover art. Um, so yeah. so where'd that come from, uh, and like, did what, what did you give them to go off of for that? Yeah, so we found this uh, artist on like, on the internet. Mm-hmm. Just on Fiverr, I think it was, yeah, mm-hmm. um, which is just this website where you can hire people to do different jobs and all yeah. these different categories. And uh, we were looking for an artist because we wanted it to feel. We wanted someone who had some sort of like feeling in their art. And so mm-hmm. a lot of times, if you look up like on YouTube, like like free beats, you can tell that there's like no like passion in it. It's just like yeah. an eight oh eight and a kick. And it's yeah. the same thing I feel like with like artwork. Like some people just will just like sketch or whatever, but they're doing it because they're getting paid to do it. Yeah. And we found this person, and and to us, when we looked through like their other work, mm-hmm. there was like some passion, some soul to it. Gotcha. Um, and so we hired them, and we were like, "Hey, uh, it's going to be for a single." We sent them 
like the last like maybe minute 30 seconds of the song mm-hmm. to get, give them an idea and then also some like sample artwork so we sent them like a uh, a coda album cover cool um what other album covers did we send um, we sent like a couple new javez, new javez graduation. graduation by kanye mm-hmm. um nice. and we were like we want you to have total creative freedom with this so here's samples of kind of inspirations for us yeah run with it and that's what we got back that's awesome. Uh, it's so we, a really dope cover too. It's sick as fuck. Yeah, I we all really like it. Yeah, I was. I mean, I was just so surprised that for like what twenty two dollars or whatever we got like this Damn, amazing nice. like. Yeah. Yeah, and the 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 fucking the smoke that is like running through that picture. Mm-hmm. They gave us to it in like three different colors too, so we had like options and stuff. It was cool. cool. Um, uh, underscore Vev Sunshine on Instagram. Underscore so Vev Sunshine. Shout out, yeah. Um. So you guys have so the single that's coming out tonight, Miso. Um, do you guys also got cover art for that? Yeah, my um, my uncle is like a visual artist. Um, and he and he and when we were making that song like this past December when we were like finishing it up for the live show this past New Year's, he um he was in town. And I was like, hey, we have we have the single coming out, and um, and I knew he did, and I knew he did stuff, and he was like, can you just like make something for us? Like we'll pay yeah. you whatever. It was and he because he yeah, um, so. And and he literally got it back to us in like a couple hours, and it was nice. like this. I'm excited for people to see it. It's like pretty like crazy. Like I was like, how did you do this in like a couple hours? Yeah. Um, his at on Instagram is just park anywhere. Um, that's cool. Yeah, I just got. Well, it's funny. He's um traveling the country right now with his wife and his kids in an RV, and that's Whoa. why they call it that. That's really um, cool. So he's like chilling, doing that, and then I guess that's the bit for his Insta at. Nice. Um, so the song is coming out tonight, Miso. Um, where's what's that song about, and how's the creative process of that song? Was, uh, it, was it a quarantine song? E, no, we started it last summer, which is crazy because okay. it's been a long time in the process. Um, it's evolved a lot since then, though. Yeah. And we've talked about it, and like we're really glad we waited to drop it because okay. it gave it time to breathe and develop into something that's different than when we first mm-hmm. started writing it. Um, I don't even remember. It's been so long. I don't remember how we started the song, or like what came first. Sure. Um, but I'm pretty sure it was. Uh... So the beat came first, and I was in Chicago, and I just went to a coffee shop one day, and I wanted to produce. So I like got a coffee and sat down, and then yeah. there was this song on spot. I can't remember the name of the song, but it's there's a drum sample at the beginning, and that's the song. And I literally just took that drum sample, put drums over it, and then that's how it started. And then later, I added all of my own like instrumentation. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so, yeah, like I said, oftentimes, like, Stephen will just send us a beat, and then we write over it, mm-hmm. and then, so Ethan and I wrote our verses, um, and I guess, creatively, where I was drawing from for that song, which is kind of, like, I wanted to mix, like, this, uh, I wanted it to be, like, a little cocky, I guess, I don't sure. know, because it was one of the first things we started writing off the new project, mm-hmm. and I wanted to kind of get to a place where I was, like, okay, I want to, especially, I think, for me, with this, this album, mm-hmm. it was just something to prove, because I don't want to have to do that on every album. You okay. Know? Yeah. So like on this album for me, there's like there's a song that is like more lyrical, or yeah. there's a song that like with Miso was like more about like the hook and the melody and all that and mm-hmm. like getting it to flow. There's a song that's like really fast. Okay. And so for me, it was like I wanted to be able to prove myself as like a, a rapper. Yeah. So then we can focus on like making good music, making like artistic and like messages and what we want to say. Okay. Later. Yeah. And it reminds me of like old school hip hop. What Mike's flow specifically specifically on it I mean, he, he calls out like 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 notorious big and stuff and like okay. he like or like or, you, there's clear inspiration there, 
Yeah, I wanted to, I, and so for me, it was kind of like, when I thought of like, well, if I'm trying to like prove myself as like a lyricist, or mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, um, this kind of like, like you think of like high rise New York, like cool, like Jay-Z type stuff. Yeah. Notorious Big IG. Yeah. B-I-G. Big IG. Nice. <laughs> um, Notorious B-I-G. And so like, the, I literally like took one of his lines from like, you know, one of his like most famous songs yeah. and just and put that into my verse to kind of get that feeling across. Cool. Um, but it's also about like understanding I'm not there yet, Yeah. but I'm going to be. And so that's where that verse went. For so, me. so like when Steven sends you a beat, and both of you start writing independently, yeah. how, how do you know that you guys are both like on the same message? We're not a lot of the time. Okay. <laughs> um, I I will say at least for me, it's like if we write something, um, if we both write something separately and come to the studio, and what he writes is like, or what Michael writes is just like it's super impressive or whatever. I I feel like we're both willing to like compromise a lot. Like I'm sure. like that's sick. I'm going to like change some of my verse, maybe keep some of it, maybe rewrite it completely to more accurate to more accurately like talk about sure. either either like the topic or the style or whatever. Um, so so I feel like there. I mean, what we bring in is not usually what ends up being recorded by any means. Um, of course, yeah. yeah. And that's another thing I think is really cool about the three of us is Steven will usually, like, if he sends us a beat and we're not in the studio together, you know, like, if we're all in different places, yeah. Ethan will write something, I'll write something, and he'll have his own ideas. So that's already three different ideas for a song yeah. right there. Yeah. And then we usually come in, and then usually we'll be like, okay, that that one, like, that slaps, that fucks. Mm-hmm. And then we'll run with that, and then I'll, I'll rewrite my verse, or Ethan will write his verse, or Steven will, like, change the beat more to fit that style. Yeah. And so it's cool to be able to, like, start with this, like, kind of skeleton outline, and then, like, we get three different ideas off the bat into, like fill in and, and, and run with it and run with it. That's yeah. really cool. I like melding three perspectives exactly. together to make a collective. Yeah. 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 For sure. We, like, yeah. And I feel like we, I guess what I've struggled with too is like, you know, trying to sound like one voice and, you know, we're one group and we are individuals, but we are also, we're, it means one album, one song, one name. Like, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're doing this as one thing. So I feel like sometimes there is like that struggle of like, you know, of, of, if we're not all mentally in like the same place or whatever, like how yeah. are we, how is that going to change our writing and stuff? And I guess to just keep back and forth, um, I think there's, there'll, there'll be times where like on a song, we don't agree. We're like, one of us will feel very strongly. It should be like this. One of us will feel very strongly. It should be the other like yeah. that. And so then uh, that's usually when a song won't really get held up for more than like one session. But mm-hmm. within that session, it could be a while of us just like sitting down and discussing, okay, well, what is this? Yeah. What What is the song going to do? Where does it fit in the project? You know? Mm-hmm. And then sometimes that can lead to the bigger discussion of like, well, what is this project even about? And we have to yeah. nail that down and all that. Because I think when we first start writing stuff, we just like to make songs. And then once we have a couple of songs, then we start going, okay, do these fit together? Does it make sense to put this all on the same project? What fits where? What order? All of that stuff. And so when we're writing verses, I think once we've already had that discussion, then we have a little bit better of an idea of, okay, what still needs to happen to make this kind of story or narrative or theme like work. Yeah. But if it's we're just starting, then like Ethan was saying, at the beginning of quarantine, there was a song, one session we wrote it. Mm-hmm. It was insane. One session we wrote it, and it's on the album. The second still, song on the album. Yeah. Um, and so that in that specific scenario, it was what Stephen accidentally fucking flipped a sample backwards in reverse okay. from an old song that we like weren't feeling mm-hmm. like okay it's probably not and he accidentally like fucking reversed it yeah sick as fuck and all of us just like stopped and we're like oh shit and then i like freestyled like one bar on it and then ethan started running with it and then i finished my verse all in one session that's really cool and it was like it was nuts yeah it was fucking nuts it, w- it was fucking crazy and so like No, nah, and it was it was it was crazy because that was like the first session we had from when we were all home. It was like yeah. in the first or second session. We just like hit it and it clicked and we ran with it. 
And so much of like the new songs we made for this album are based off of that because we focused on like what would sound sick live and like thinking okay. like that. Yeah, it would it would it just became so much simpler uh-huh. and it helped us stop like overthinking shit. So and, so yeah. that song. Yeah. If if like people who when they listen to the album are curious, like yeah, what's it's, the, it's called that life. That life. That life. Cool. Yeah. That Very was sick. just one session and fucking we did it and then we're like yeah this is like that's it that's the song. It was crazy. That's dope. All right, so that's pretty much the show. Um, thanks yeah. you guys so much for being here. Well, thanks really for having us, man. It. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for the single that's coming out tonight, and I'm excited for the album at the end of the yes, month. Sir. Um, the title of the album again is Thank You for Telling Me, I'm Sorry. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, so do you guys have anything to plug? We head out. Uh, yeah, follow us on Instagram at For Your Consideration Official. Cool. Um, stream our songs every time we like are actively watching. So every time there's like a new stream, we're like freaking out. Yes. It makes us super <laughs> like, yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, so yeah, it really means a lot. Uh, stream the music, and but other than that, like, just hope you like it. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Um, tune in next time. There's a podcast.